0: From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for October 29th, 2008. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends, Teresa Eccles. Uh, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. and Walter Eccles is back in the Peanut Gallery this week. In this week's show, Kevin Close has his review of Jico at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, and also joining Kev- Kevin for that review are Caroline and Scott Floyd from Atlanta, Georgia. They were the winners of the review a restaurant with Kevin contest. Tere- Teresa Eccles, I can't speak today. Teresa Eccles will tell us about the new Pixie Hollow area in Toontown at the Magic Kingdom. All that plus Roundtable Rapid Fire on this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. And uh, have some housekeeping uh, items to discuss this week. Uh, first, I keep forgetting to mention there's some things I really should be mentioning on a regular basis on the show at the beginning of every show. Like uh, Diz Radio, reminding, telling people about Diz Radio. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, we do have a 24 uh, 7 internet radio station that plays nothing but Disney music all day and all night, if that's what you want to listen to. And apparently, a lot of people do want to listen to it. We have a huge listenership on that radio station. And uh, we really don't do a lot with it. I mean, we, we, I change up the playlist every so often, but. Uh, we get a lot of listeners, uh, and we don't even promote it. Uh, so I want to start promoting it a little bit more. You can find a link to Diz Radio uh, on the podcast main page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. Also, remind everybody to check out our discussion forums at disboards.com. Our podcast forum, in particular, is always a fairly active place. Uh, something uh, there's always something going on with our listeners. You can, and uh, you can also
1: access Diz Radio through iTunes.
0: Yes, you can. That's right. We, uh, we got listed in iTunes not too long ago. So if you go to... Uh, you can also actually listen to Diz Radio through TiVo. Uh, if you go to Live 365 and do a search for Diz Radio from your TiVo main menu, uh, you can pull up Diz Radio that way as well. You can also listen to our podcast, I believe. You can. Uh, through TiVo. It's actually one of our news stories this week. Is about some new stuff coming up on TiVo. Um, so, yeah, our discussion forums, our podcast blog. We have a, a, a great blog. Uh, DizUnplugged.com dot com, and I think the most recent entry was uh, Kathy Whirling's uh, pictures and information on uh, Fairyland, or whatever the hell it's called, Pixie, uh, Pixie Hollow. Hollow. <laughs> Keep getting it mixed up. I don't. She's know. been doing a great job with the timely information. Oh, she's like incredible. That. Yeah, she's she incredible. Has. She
2: ran. I mean, she got done. Like, I'm going back. Blog. Got a blog. I'm like, okay.
0: Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we have our Facebook page, and uh, I'm not going to bother trying to give you the URL of that it's linked from the show notes page again Com, and uh we're going to have a special show this weekend going up probably Saturday um, on our pod- or all about our podcast cruise so if you're booked to join us on the podcast cruise you're definitely going to want to tune in for that we're going to be discussing some of the tentative plans we have uh for that event uh for those who are not aware of what I'm talking about we are doing a special cruise on Disney Cruise Line uh, May 10th, 2009, which is Mother's Day. It's a four-night cruise to the Bahamas in Castaway Key, And we're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, the entire podcast team is going to be there. And uh, if you're interested in more information on that, you can certainly listen to the show we're going to put up this weekend. Or, of course, just uh, follow the link from the show notes page. And uh, while we're talking about special events, I just want to say a little bit about the Mousefest Fest party that we're planning. We are going to be doing a... Uh, a very big event during mouse fest on december 13th at disney hollywood studios dreams unlimited travel is sponsoring the toy story mania dessert party we're going to have uh what is it two hours right now
3: two hours nine thirty to eleven thirty p.m i just wish people wanted to come
1: yeah, yeah i know right. nobody wants to show up for <laughs> we'll be this. there it's all amazing. by ourselves
0: we really thought you know a lot of people would be interested oh my lord Um, You know, we knew there was going to be a a strong response to this, but we had no earthly idea it was going to be the kind of response we're getting. Um, And uh, it's going to be a good time, though. It's going to be a really, really good time. Uh, The sign-up for for that party, if you're interested in attending, you must sign up. Uh, Sign-ups are going to be on a first-come, first-served basis. And uh, that will be up on Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time is going to be when you can start, uh, start signing up for that. Now, we, have a very, we really have very limited space. Um, I really wish that we were going to be able to accommodate everyone that wants to come. The chances of that are increasingly slim because it looks like 700 people want to come and there's just no way we can afford to do that size party. I wish we could. I really do. But unfortunately, it is going to be limited only to a certain number we're not discussing what that number is, but it's less than 700, I can tell you that much now. And uh we are looking at some uh some ways that we might be able to expand it. We don't know yet. It's, you know, all kind of up in the air. We're going to try and accommodate as many people as we possibly can. Understand we're not charging for this that we are paying for this and it is very expensive, like more than $20,000 expensive so please be understanding that you know it's not that we're trying to be uh, difficult or being picky and only letting certain people in, uh, of course our Dreams Unlimited Travel clients were going to be first on the list, those people who were booked with Dreams Unlimited Travel, Dreams Unlimited Travel is sponsoring the event so it kind of only makes sense that our our Dreams Unlimited clients would be first to uh, uh, to be selected, uh, but there are many slots open. I mean, we've given Dreams Unlimited Travel clients a chance to sign up. So that party is going to be on December 13th at 9.30, from 9.30 p.m. to eleven p.m., or 11.30 p.m., and sign-ups will begin this Thursday, October 30th, at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, go ahead and make sure you're ready to sign up. We'll have a link
1: to that uh, that page on the show notes page going we'll, up with this show. So we'll yeah. Have
0: a, yeah, we'll have a link on the show notes page, which, again, is podcast.wdwinfo.com and also on the podcast forum on disboards.com.
3: I want to give some added information about our sign-up sheet and about the event, if I can. Uh, we're going to require everyone to fill out a separate sign-up sheet for every member of your party. You won't be able to sign up your, yourself and then indicate how many people are coming with you, each person has to fill out a separate f- sign-up sheet, a separate sign-up form. And no matter how old the person is you're bringing, child's ages doesn't matter. Everyone has to sign up separately. Disney is charging us the exact same amount of money if the kid's one day old or if someone's 90 years old. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Everyone needs to have a separate sign-up so that we can you know, have that list going forward. The other thing I want to mention is you're going to be required to be in the park Prior to the park closing that day,
0: you yeah, have to we, have we can't make we can't make this clear enough. You, if you show up late, if you show up after the park's closed, you will not be given admission. Once those turnstiles are closed, they're closed.
3: Right. So you're going to have to have admission to Disney uh, Hollywood Studios for that day. You're going to have to be in the park prior to the turnstiles closing. You can go to the Osborne Lights. Uh, and then walk over to the event, and then at 9.30 we'll be opening up the doors to the event.
0: What time does uh, Hollywood Studios close that night, do we know?
3: It's Right now it's set for 8 p.m., so Osborne Lights will probably be on for another hour after that. So I'm sure people will be okay. Hopefully. Hopefully everything will be okay. Otherwise you just have to sit outside and look sad and pathetic. <laughs> look pathetic. And then we'll do the whole who looks cool enough to come in.
0: Yeah, we'll have a velvet rope. We will.
3: Very Studio 54.
0: And we'll select people. We'll just pick people that we want to come in.
3: We also want to mention, too, that um, we're doing this as part of the overall MouseFest event for Disney fans, and while MouseFest doesn't require you to register for their event, we'd like everyone to consider registering for MouseFest. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, It's good for the community. It's good for us. It's good for MouseFest. So, you know, we understand that um, money's tight. And the economy is not so great. But if you can, please sign up for MouseFest and show your support that way. Yep,
0: mousefest.org is the, is the website. And you can go out there and sign up on, uh, on their website and let them know you're coming. And of course, let them know you heard about it from the Diz.
4: We would also hope that everybody who wants to attend would come and meet us at the Mega Meet on Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon.
3: I was going to mention that as well. We're going to have a table at the Mega Mouse Meet, which is at the Yacht and Beach Club Convention Center. Uh, earlier that day, so please come and meet us that day as well. And then one more thing I want to mention is uh, our form is going to turn off once we've reached maxed out our numbers, but we're going to put up a wait list form, and we're going to generate a wait list, and we're going to see how many people want to come who couldn't get in the original sign-up, and that will help us going forward to see about uh, adding more space and some of the things that we're are in the works for doing that.
0: Also, for those of you who are planning on bringing, like, 30 people with you, um, you know, really, please don't do that. Um, give, you know, be reasonable in terms of the number of people you sign up for this. Give everybody a chance to enjoy the party. Don't be, uh, don't be greedy, is what I'm asking.
4: And if they're, if you're tentative, really make a decision on whether or not you should sign up.
0: Yeah. Don't, uh, don't- I'm, if, if you're not sure you're going to be there, don't take that slot away from somebody who is. So it's really important that people, uh, we're asking our listeners, um, and our fans to please be uh, conscientious. I mean, we're, we're, we're putting out a lot of money to throw this party, and we'd like everybody to just uh, work with us here and give everybody a chance to enjoy it. So I would appreciate that. So again, Thursday, uh, Thursday, October 30th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, is when the sign-up sheet will be available. And as John said, once we've uh, reached our quota, that sign-up sheet will automatically become a wait-list form and it's very important that if uh, if you want to attend and you don't get in on the uh, the initial sign up, get your name on that wait list because there is a possibility we will be able to expand the number of people that we'll be able to bring in. So, all right, anything else? for housekeeping. So I think I covered everything in the last what fifteen we do minutes.
5: Have some prizes from last week? Oh,
0: we have prizes, 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 prizes. All right, who do we have?
5: Erica, number forty.
0: Number forty for Erica. Do you like the podcast? <gasps> uh oh. Do you like Disney Cruise Line? Congratulations, Erica. <laughs> well, guess what? You won it. So do we. You've won a twenty-five-dollar Disney gift certificate. I'm just kidding. You'll want a podcast cruise. Yay. <laughs> cruise to travel. You're going to be joining us. Um,
5: Three Disney on kids. On
0: May 9th, 2009, for a four-night cruise aboard the Disney Wonder. i got to change that. The approximate too minimum value of this prize is $1,362. Compliments of Dreams Unlimited Travel. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. We look forward to seeing you on the podcast cruise. Wow. Congratulations again. There it is. Congratulations. Isn't
4: Erica the one who said we tooled on her? She's is the that one. yeah? That's is her. that the one? Yeah, Erica's the buzzer.
0: Oh. <laughs> wow, Erica, great choice on number forty. That's fantastic. If
4: you want to send us all a handwritten apology for making fun of us for making fun of you, it's okay.
0: <laughs> wow, that that's that's really cool. Yeah, that's really I can't believe. Now are.
5: the other prizes are not going to be so
0: great. You never know.
5: I mean, like you can't top that.
0: Yeah, you know that's saying? that's pretty much the ultimate prize. Yeah. Congratulations, Erica. Very cool. Somebody's going to be getting in touch with you to get your information and get you signed up for the cruise. It's really cool.
5: Okay, next we have Missy, and she chose number 17.
0: Number 17 for Missy. You have won three days, two nights at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin, courtesy of Dreams Unlimited Travel. Approximate value of this prize is $500. Thanks for listening, and congratulations.
5: That's pretty nice. She's a college student. That's not
0: a bad prize. Three days, two (laughs) nights at a four-star resort.
5: And then we have Chris, um, number 47.
0: Number 47 for Chris. You have won a $50 Disney gift certificate, good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Thanks Yay. for listening. Yay. Yay. <laughs> well, there you go.
3: All right, now we have to take twenty people off the list for Mouse Fest. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just can't afford it. Can't afford it now. Sorry, folks. No, it's all Missy's fault. Blame her. She won the cruise. No, Erica. Erica, Erica sorry.
3: We're going to change our party to, to during the day, and you can ride the teacups all you want. <laughs> That's our new party.
0: <laughs> and we we'll... or Stitch's Great Escape. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cruel Yeah, we should have rented that All six of you six I wouldn't six. go
5: <laughs> It's my least favorite ride in the whole Disney World
0: Oh, Lord Well, good, we got to give away some good prizes Congratulations, everyone And uh, any other any other housekeeping before we move on to the news? Nope All right Should we tell people how nice the weather is here? It is gorgeous, although I don't have my uh, My my thing. Is
4: 75
1: degrees outside.
0: 75 no humidity it was gorgeous last night it was down in the 50s actually it's going down to the 40s today tonight right getting a little yeah. chill yeah, it's 42 to to tonight it's a good time to open up the windows and air out the house that's what i was doing last night i had all the windows we did open too. so cool oh no
3: i close the windows and turn the air conditioner on
5: <laughs> see air <our laughs> conditioner goes off windows go up
3: <laughs> fresh air no we can't have fresh air
0: All right, let's go ahead and get started with the news. Our first news story this week, TiVo announced last week that customers whose TiVos connect to the service via broadband will be able to rent movies direct from Disney. This is part of of Disney's overall initiative to increase the online availability of their TV shows and films. The cost of the rentals will start around $2.99 and expect uh, sometime next week for that to be available from from the download section on your TiVo. Um, I've been having a great time with uh, with that feature on TiVo because you can rent from Amazon.com and a bunch of other. I love my TiVo. I don't know how did we watch television before TiVo?
4: We have a TiVo in every room. You are preaching to the choir.
0: I'm telling you, it's it's just just amazing. You we, guys you guys use your TiVo, Corey yes. and Julie. Yeah.
5: We have two as well.
3: Yeah.
4: We have <laughs> TiVos that talk to TiVo. Our, Our TiVos talk to each other.
3: We can transfer shows between TiVos. So if you record something in one room. You, record, you can transfer
0: to the it's other It's the one. height Wirelessly. of laziness, isn't it? It really is. It? it really is the height I don't of want la-
3: to go in there and watch it.
0: <laughs> I want to watch it from here.
5: Yeah, but because of Monday Night Football, I have to record some of my shows in the bedroom.
3: Well, well that's exactly what happens, is the, the football interferes with The Amazing Race.
5: Yes, it does. You have to be, record Cold Case afterwards. That's right. right. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, love my TiVo. Could not live without it. Although, I'm not going to have one when I'm out in... Maybe I'll have to buy one from Minneapolis. So why don't you bring one with you? Because I only have one.
5: Oh, you're so sad. That is sad. so weird that you only have one. But I've
0: got, I've got the HD. I've got the HD TiVo. The DVR. The yeah. Okay. Well, they're all DVRs.
3: Well, for, like through Bright House, is it? A TiVo
1: no, no I, have, no, no, I have no. I have the
0: actual TiVo high definition TiVo.
3: I've got a TiVo where we actually have four, and we're only using three. <laughs> I have an extra one. You want to take it with you?
0: You really, you really don't want. You really don't mind.
3: Well, I, I want it, but well, no, use it.
0: obviously. No, I don't mind taking it. <laughs> Four. You have an extra. One. I'm just wondering, like we you have know. more
4: TVs than we have rooms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might, I, I might just buy one when I'm out there because, like, shipping one out here, I don't know, like getting that, getting it out there. What do I do?
3: The problem is, you would have to put it in luggage and really wrap it real well, and yeah, just don't and have hope snow that, on it. I, well, just hope that uh, yeah.
0: hope that you know the. Baggage handlers at the airport don't, you know, oh, look, there's a TiVo here. I'm taking it. Merry Christmas to me.
4: Put it in your man bag and put it in the overhead compartment.
0: Oh, God. It's that a really old laptop. My Merce my Merc is already full. <laughs> Merce. <My> Merce <laughs> <laughs> Merc man purse. So they were calling them out in out rehab, Merces.
4: Don't make fun of them. I have one.
0: No, I have several.
4: How do you carry all that crap with you if you don't have a bag?
0: I'm telling you. I'm telling you. All right. Our next story, Disney is called, Walt Disney Company has become the latest corporation to call for an investigation into the collapse of the investment bank Lehman Brothers, this according to the BBC. Disney is claiming that it is owed $92 million from the firm who filed for bankruptcy on September 15th. Lehman Brothers was the fourth largest investment bank in the United States, and it now has the distinction of replacing Enron as the largest bankruptcy in history. Uh, Lawyers for Disney want to know how money was moved between Lehman Brothers Commercial Division and its parent companies in the days leading up to the bank's failure. Disney is not alone in this. Several companies are claiming that they are owed in excess of $250 million and have also called for an investigation and are demanding to see documents about what they refer to as unusual asset transfers prior to the bank's collapse. So Disney is already starting to feel some of the some of the problems in the economy with uh, with money owed by Lehman Brothers. And, um, it's just so messy. It's just such a mess. And then what do we do? We go ahead and give them a $700 billion bailout. It's just...
3: I heard that Mickey and Minnie's house in two towns in foreclosure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bank owned.
3: The judge's tent has been closed.
4: <laughs> We're talking about such large numbers that sometimes it almost seems like they're making them up. Yeah. I mean, you know, in in my life, I don't,
0: I don't a even get to
4: million. But
0: we, we have a ten trillion dollar national debt. Right. It's like, at some point, we're just going to start saying gazillions. You know, gazillions going to become a real word.
4: Right. We've made up new words.
0: It's just obscene. It is obscene. But, and you just you got to wonder how how low can it go? I mean, this morning, you know, I woke up to the news, and you know, the financial markets just picked up where they left off on Friday. We're recording this on Monday, and uh, the bottom fell out of them. Again, it's just, I don't know, it's frightening. It's absolutely frightening. They're using words like global recession. We haven't seen one of those in a very long time. But at least they're saying that the kind of depression that we experienced in the 1930s can't happen again.
3: Well, the thing that that, uh, strikes me as odd is that you have a company like Disney. It's a solid company. It does solid business. It gives solid returns to its investors. And yet that stock has plummeted. Yeah. So you think to yourself, what is this? What's the value really? What's well, people's, really going people on?
0: People are just pulling. No, people are just pulling their right. money out of the market. There's it's a like, panic. There's a complete panic right. going on right now.
3: But I mean, there's a, a company like Disney's not going to go under because housing went under, you know. So that's why. It's well, but high. it's
0: it's it's it indirectly affected. The reason Lehman Brothers went under was because they they packaged all these bad mortgages as triple A rated uh, investments, and they were they were basically selling things that had no worth and then once that once that came to pass they had no money
3: oh. but i guess that's my argument is that a company like disney has physical assets has value right
0: but they were they were you know they had money in lehman brothers some of their money was in lehman brothers and that's this is what happened is like legitimate companies invested in this stuff mm-hmm. because they were told these these bonds were AAA a rated when in fact they were junk and that's what that's what caused this. That's what caused this entire collapse, or the collapse of the, on the housing side, which I think was the first domino in a series that just we're seeing it just continue now. Started with the housing debacle, and now it's just continuing on into other areas, and it's it's scary. It's real scary. But so we'll wonder. We'll see what happens if Disney ever gets that money back. I'm seriously doubting they'll ever see that money. But and our final news story this week. I love this story. Uh, Fox News is reporting that an armed man hijacked a Mears bus in Orlando on Saturday and demanded to be taken to downtown Disney. I guess that's one way to get there. Uh, The driver did comply and dropped him off without being injured. The driver then told authorities that the suspect was hiding in a restroom somewhere inside the shopping complex. When Orange County Sheriff's deputies reached the area on Saturday, they were unable to locate him and eventually called off the search. The suspect is described as a black male in his late 20s wearing a black sweatshirt, black ball cap, and black jeans. Because apparently wearing all black makes you invisible. On <laughs> Amir's bus. And a, Yeah, and this is, you're not going to stand out, right? No one's going to look at you and be like, oh, there's something going on there. You got the black ball cap and the whole thing going on. Like, there's a ninja on the bus. Yeah, really. But uh, I, I thought that was uh, just bizarre. Why would you hijack Amir's bus in downtown Orlando to go to downtown Disney?
3: Yeah. Maybe he had to get to work. Maybe he went <laughs> to like Wolfgang Puck's or something. And he, he was late. They were all black there, right? I got a punch in. No, no,
0: no They weren't. So
3: Thought the Robert Palmer girls were all black? No,
4: they were all wearing a lot of black eye makeup. But no.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's. Uh, I guess we're just glad no one was hurt. No one uh, was hurt. That, yeah, that's why. That's why we'll joke about it. But um, thank God no one was hurt. Just hope they find the guy before he like hijacks the bus to Animal Kingdom.
4: <laughs> now, I want to go to SeaWorld. <laughs>
0: yeah, really? I did my shopping. Now I need to go to SeaWorld. All right, that'll do it for the news this week, folks. We're going to move on and do roundtable rapid fire. Who would like to go first? I will. All right, Mrs. Martin.
5: It's a little early, but Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> at the marketplace, you're going to find Santa waiting to greet you at his chalet, and you can take your own pictures or use PhotoPass. Um, beginning November 15th through the 27th, he will be there from 5 to 10 p.m. And then November 28th through December 24th, 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. Now, throughout the holiday season, you'll also find school choirs that will perform at the dock stage, as well as DJ dance parties. And then you can also enjoy the Festival of the Seasons. There will be lots of new um, window displays for the holiday season. So there will be um, different cultures will be celebrated with these window displays.
4: I enjoy downtown Disney in the holidays.
5: I do too. And that's special. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really like to shop because it's crazy, but I like to go and just look.
0: I can
3: commandeer a Mirrors bus this year and go visit.
0: Yeah, we'll hijack a Mirrors bus.
3: When we go shopping, we need one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hijacking a Mirrors bus is probably the only way you'll get one to go someplace quickly. (laughs) I'm not a fan of Mirrors, but... Alright, well thank you very much, Julie Mr. Martin
1: The um, the Swan and Dolphin added some uh, lower rates To their 2009 calendar Discounted rates haven't been released yet For nurses, government, um, AAA All that stuff, but these are standard rates uh, 149 for August uh, For su- certain dates In August, September, and December 2009 wow. at the Dolphin
0: 149 so. is a great rate there
1: Yeah, so get them now But like I said, discounted rates Haven't been released yet Cool. Just standard,
0: great, and uh, and you can book that. Uh, you can book that through our site. We'll have a link on the show notes page. Uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel uh, does ha- uh, represent the Swan Dolphin, along with uh, Gaylord Palms, Sheridan Vistana, Buena Vista Suites. Who am I missing? Radisson. Radisson Resort Parkway. Yep. And uh, cool. Well, thank you very much, Corey, Mr. Close.
4: I have an update on my review of Narcissus. Oh. We had dinner there recently with the other owner of Dreams Unlimited Travel. Donna and her husband were in town, so we had dinner. And I have to tell you that I think Narcosys is the best restaurant on Disney property. Mm. Without a doubt. Our service was fantastic. We had, uh, Donna and Joe had never eaten there before. And Donna's response, unprompted, was, this is the best meal I've ever had in my entire life. Wow. And she's
3: old.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. Her social security number is four.
3: Donna had a uh, sword. Was- it was even better when the manna from the heaven fell down. Oh, that's a Bible reference. I forgot. Sorry. What? When Moses was walking through the desert, God sent manna from the heaven and Where were those the people...
4: We should have a separation of church and podcast. (laughs) I thought he meant something fell out of the ceiling on her. I was like, I wasn't there for that. Uh, She had a swordfish special, which she let everyone at the table taste, and it was spectacular. Uh, We took my mom with us, and a pedestrian meal, like roasted chicken and potatoes and green beans,
0: was spectacular. Pedestrian. (laughs) Well, it is. <laughs> no, it's, so I
4: mean, it's a pedestrian meal it's you know not fancy. I mean it's chicken and potatoes it was out of this world. It was just absolutely wonderful. Nothing but raves through every aspect of the meal. So I suggest if you're looking for one of those special places, it also has one of the best views. I think the view is as good or better than California grill. Mm. It's just spectacular food.
0: great. well, thank you very much, Kevin John.
3: I have a very cryptic rumor, so you got to bear with me on this. I don't have a lot of details, but I believe my source is very good. Uh, Disney Cruise Line is planning some kind of promotion for early next year, most likely in February during TV sweeps. We're going to see a promotion. They are going to strand seven or more weather people on Castaway Key and do some kind of live promotion from Castaway Key.
0: Really? Yeah.
3: No more details. I have no specifics. Oh, I want to get stranded on Castaway Key. You do want to get stranded yeah, on Castaway Key?
0: That would be fun.
3: Well, I mean, we've heard what it's like from the cast members to live there. It's not exactly not actually very glamorous. There's, you know, you have to go in your little dormitory style housing at night and you can't go out at night because of the bug issue. So I don't know how much fun it's going yeah. to be for them, but it's all part of this promotion that Disney's planning apparently to promote Disney Cruise Line and you know, a lot of speculation. We speculated about what the things they could do would be fun, but I don't have any details.
5: Survivor, Castaway.
0: I was just going to say it was like Are it they? sounds like Survivor,
3: or you know, we can do they got stranded there and the Disney Cruise Line has come to save them or something like that. But we, oh, none cheesy. of that's all. <laughs>
0: yeah, that could be pretty cheesy. Yeah,
3: none of that is really you know anything we know. All we know is that look for this promotion early next year.
0: All right, I have one. Uh, Royal Caribbean. Uh, since we've been talking about them. Uh, a lot lately um, they announced that they are dropping their fuel surcharge uh, on all of their Royal Caribbean celebrity and as, as Mara cruise bookings made on or after November 10th 2008 anywhere in the world for sailings that depart after January 1st 2010 and uh, most cruise lines are, are doing this right they're starting to but Disney is not Disney is not hasn't yet so far so (laughs) far you know well just add one more thing to the guest hostel policies um that disney seems to enjoy so much um
4: i have a feeling once we start seeing once this gets out that this is really being done disney cruise line will be getting letters from the letter writing population
0: well i think uh, you know you know we keep talking about the economy and we keep talking about uh how bad things are getting and you know, the bottom line is that what happens on wall street is a forecast of what's going to happen on main street. A lot of people on the ground haven't felt this yet and that's going to start happening next year. And I don't know when people's budgets start getting tight. Um, they're going to start looking, they still, they're still going to want to go on a cruise, but they're not going to want to spend $4,000 to do it. And I think that Disney cruise line better get with the program and realize what's coming up. And, uh, let's see how long it takes them to drop their fuel surcharge if the rest of the cruise industry is doing it. It probably won't be until uh, guests start complaining.
4: This reminds me of that thing that they did with that $100 during the Panama Canal cruise. Oh, yeah. That all of a sudden there was going to be another $100 charge. Surprise. Yeah. And then rescinded the whole thing.
0: When, yeah, when everybody went apoplectic. Right. And, well, I mean, also the fact that I think Dreams, you know, Dreams Unlimited embarrassed them when we stepped up and said, "For our clients, we were going to absorb that that fee, and then a few days later, Disney announced they were going to uh, they were going to rescind it, we still went ahead and uh, gave our clients that uh, that extra that extra shipboard credit on top of it so but uh
3: what's interesting about this is that it's not for immediate cruises, so you've got to keep in mind that these these cruise lines are buying their fuel in advance, so right. they paid the higher price for the fuel. So that's one thing. You're not going to see it right away. But uh, Royal Caribbean is saying it's only for new bookings.
0: Right. It's only for bookings after November 10th and for travel after January 1st. So um, if you're already booked on Royal Caribbean, this is not going to apply. There's not going to be a – they're not going to rescind that that fuel surcharge. But if you're booking anything after November 10th on Royal Caribbean and traveling after January 1st, then uh, the fuel surcharge will not apply, which is cool. It's very cool. There's
4: a thread on one of the boards that somebody posted that they were paying less than two dollars a gallon for gas somewhere, and I apologize, I don't remember where that was, but it
0: was a dollar ninety-seven.
5: On the sure. news, they said that in some parts of Texas, that's taking place. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, really?
4: Mm-hmm. Gas hasn't been less than two bucks in a while. Mm.
0: Well, well, this is uh, the demand has dried up. I mean, with everybody's economy. I mean, especially China. Uh, that's. I mean, China was really what was driving up the price of. Price of gasoline. Well, you got
3: to remember too. Part of the problem was also a lot of the price of gasoline was speculation. The barrel of oil was speculation. Yeah. So it wasn't a true value. It was what were the futures going to be? And once the stock market started declining, people said, "There's no more futures in oil." So now gas is down, oils down to sixty something
0: dollars a that, barrel. That, but also, well, that's that, that's that's part of the reason. And but the other part is that demand has dropped off. Worldwide demand for, for fuel has dropped dramatically. Um, with China's economy starting to falter, uh, they're not buying as much. Uh, Americans have cut back as much as ten percent on their driving, from uh, the reports that I'm, I'm I've been hearing. So, I mean, that's you know part of it also also supply and demand, and that's why you know OPEC went and cut their uh, last week. OPEC met and cut their uh, production by uh, one point five million barrels a day, I think, mm-hmm. and I it had know, no impact. I, it say, I don't no think impact. that's going to have any impact at nope. all. Nope. Good. Good, I hope, I hope they all lose a lot of money. They're
3: making a fortune anyway.
0: Yeah, but...
4: Well, I just to Disney, just, I just want to reiterate something that we've said in the past. If you're going to be on Disney property and you're looking to buy gas... That has,
0: buy, has station, yeah.
4: Buy it on Disney property.
0: Oh, yeah, it's cheaper it's than anywhere else. It's still
4: overpriced once you step off of Disney property, especially if you're going to purchase gas near... The Disney line. If you're on Disney property, any of the Disney gas stations that are located on property are offering the most competitive price on fuel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not overpriced at all. It's comparative to what you'd get in a normal area. And that's um, ever, ever since Hess took over from Exxon.
4: Yep. There's specifically one gas station I've danced around it. It's that Second City gas station on a Popka Vineland Road at five five thirty five or a Popka Vineland Road, right next to the entrance to I four. It's a Chevron. It's outrageous.
0: Oh, it's horrible. It's
4: outrageously overpriced. Yeah. So yeah. avoid that in yeah. Goodings.
0: Oh, absolutely! Absolutely, gas up on property, no question. So, actually, there is one more thing I want to add. Uh, to rapid fire. Uh, last week we talked about the uh, the release, the DVD release of Sleeping Beauty, and I was at a Best Buy and I picked up the Blu Ray version because uh, I do only Blu Ray now, and it is so cool. Blu Ray is so cool. But um, I had a chance to watch. I didn't have a chance to watch the movie, but I did have a chance to play the uh, the walkthrough, the virtual walkthrough of the original uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough attraction. Unbelievable how good this walkthrough is. The that alone is worth the the price of getting the DVD. Um, I believe it's both on the regular DVD and the Blu-ray. It's but the Blu-ray was particularly good because of the quality of the the, 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 the picture. But they they literally recreated this walkthrough from the original drawings. There are things in this walkthrough that were not in even not even in the original. And uh as you're going through each section, you can stop and play a piece from the Imagineers explaining the history behind that particular diorama and how it was done. And it is so cool. It takes about a half hour to go through the whole thing. And like I said, by itself, it was worth the cost of the DVD. I can't recommend that highly enough. If you're into the if you're into that stuff, if you want to get a peek at what the walkthrough, what it looked like when it was originally opened in 1955, 1956, and uh, what it was supposed to include but didn't, uh, absolutely, absolutely go pick that up. Uh, it's available all over the place. Mm. And uh, I mean, the Blu-ray was expensive. It was like $39 oh, wow. for the Blu-ray. But it's a two-disc set, and it's got all this extra stuff on it. It's oh, It's awesome.
5: Did you watch the Tinkerbell movie preview?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Which is serious? laughs>
0: no. Did you watch Sleeping Beauty? Like I said, I, ha- I haven't had a chance to actually watch the movie yet. Which I will. <laughs> I'll watch it though. But the-, the piece about the piece about the walkthrough was awesome. So, all right, that'll do it for rapid fire, folks. We're going to move on, and Teresa Eccles is going to tell us about what the hell is it, Fairy Hollow? <laughs>
2: Pixie, <laughs> Pixie Hollow. Pete, Pixie Hollow.
0: <laughs> okay, well, not exactly a place I'm going to go out of my way to go to, but that's one of the reasons we have you on the show, because you have little ones.
2: Yes, and we had a wonderful time. We arrived uh, yesterday at the opening, 9 o'clock, the Magic Kingdom. We leisurely walked straight back to Toontown.
0: You didn't run back?
2: No, we did not run. We walked. Um, we got back there. Kathy Whirling
0: was- ran, though, didn't she?
2: I don't know. No, she. We got there before she did, so she was moving kind of quick. But anyway, we got there, and Toontown hadn't opened yet. There was still a rope up. There was quite a group of people waiting with their little children dressed as fairies, standing around waiting, crying. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There were kids. Some of the kids. They were crying because they were dressed as fairies. I think so. Yeah, one of them had some painful looking fairy shoes on. So we waited. (laughs) I um, hate. I hate when I wear those. I know it's painful. We got there about nine thirty. At the rope, we stood there and waited. Um, Kathy came up. We stood there and talked. She said she told me sometimes they open 15 minutes early, something like that, and they did. The lady in front of us, her child was out of the stroller. The wheels were locked. The rope went down, and she got trampled as everybody <laughs> <laughs> ran past her. And um, we walked. We got there, and we had wait, wait maybe another 30 minutes inside the hallway as you're working your way to the Pixie Hollow. And then when you get to the front of the line, they ask you how many people are in your group. We told them four. And they took three groups and moved them to another area. And you wait there while a cast member tells you the story of the fairies and where fairies come from. Do you all know where fairies come from? East Village. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A man in our group said, San Francisco? No, no,
1: no.
4: no." Did you have that ready? No. (laughs) East Village. (laughs) No, they come
2: from, um, I believe they said uh, babies. um, I think when babies yawn, or I can't remember what he said. Something about babies. Every time a baby does something.
0: Cramp. (laughs) <laughs> Burp. Every time a baby burps and Every time a baby but craps they, um, a fairy comes out
2: They sit there and you're there for about 20 minutes And he's talking to you And then there, you hear a little knock on the door And they open up these double doors And you walk through this hallway And when you start in The flowers are all little painted on the wall And as you're walking down the hall You realize this is where they're shrinking you The flowers are getting bigger as you're walking So when you get to the end of the hall Everything's huge around you and you're standing there waiting again. Or another cast member tells you, asks you how many are in your party, stay in your line, and the fairy will come out to get you and take you into Pixie Hollow. So five minutes later...
0: This is just ripe. <laughs>
2: They're very strict over Pixie Hollow. Stay in your line. Stay in your group. They yeah, could. really. Stay with your group, and you'll have a you'll have your turn with every fairy. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Kathy, Kathy remarked, "I'd never been taken by a fairy before." <laughs> so we waited.
4: I just want you to know that we've reached a new level of maturity. <laughs> I'm telling you,
0: I am having a bite in my lip so bad it's bleeding.
2: <laughs> so around the corner comes Tinkerbell and takes Stella by the hand, which was mm-hmm. we impressed us, you know. And the other two groups, one, only other group had a child. The other group had no children at all. But we all got taken into uh, Pixie Hollow, around the corner, where everything was huge, um, string of pearls, big peacock feather. They were sweet little, um, you could tell they were hand for the part because mm. they weren't much bigger than Stella. I mean, they were... A little bit bigger tiny than Tiny little women Tiny little oh, women they, What are they,
0: midgets? Tiny,
2: that's what Max said They're midgets No, they're just tiny little women
0: Oh, you made Max go through no, this? No, I did not You saw the <laughs>
2: pictures <laughs> Oh,
0: God Torture the poor boy
2: So we get in there And they um, started talking They want to play a game Let's all play a game And the, little, the kids moved forward And the fairies argued A little bit over what game They wanted to play We ended up playing um, Fawn says Like Simon says Only Fawn the fairy Got to pick, she got to be the leader, and all the kids joined in and played. And know it's four o'clock, right? Right. We're. Th- I mean, it was. <laughs> you got to spend about thirty, twenty, thirty minutes in there while other really? people were waiting in line. Yeah, you had to take your time. When you get done with your fairy, we got done with Tinkerbell, Bell. They, they moved. <laughs> they moved us to another fairy. And the Kevin's face is rot- red. <laughs> everybody rotated, so you got your little time to spend and talk to each fairy, mm-hmm. and uh, it was. You know, it was all right. It was fun. Stella had a good time.
3: <laughs> now, in, when you went through the thing where they shrunk you down, were mm-hmm. there any other effects other than the flowers on the wall painted? Got no, bigger?
2: there was the little, um, you know how they do the little lights in the wall where it looks like Tinkerbell's been flying? Pixie yeah. dust. Yeah, they did that on the walls. And Kathy said she heard them talking, but I never heard any fairies talking or anything.
3: Because I saw one picture <laughs> she took of the hallway before you the doors <laughs> opened, and it looks like one of those things you see from when they used to paint on the side of a van. And they had you know like psychedelic right. stars and things yeah. like that, so it was all sort of.
0: I so know, they were hippie fairies. It was a little
3: on the cheesy side. From did you the see pictures. the mushroom?
2: The picture she took of the big mushroom looked like a nose, no. like a giant nose attached to the wall. It was weird. I might have seen. I just didn't. But um, it. but it was it was fun. The kids enjoyed it.
3: Did they explain to you you were going to be shrunk down to the size? They of... They did. Okay. The,
2: the guy, the cast member that was at the front of the hall, told us when you step into. You know, your pathway into And they they called us Mainlanders When you Mainlanders stop, step into our world You will be shrunk
0: Mainlanders is code for straight people <laughs>
2: <laughs> But uh, it was good So how many fairies in total did you There meet? were three there oh, okay. And I think they're, all of them You're cannot be there at the same members. time <laughs> 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 Y'all are bad
4: <laughs> No, there was three There was Tinkerbell, who I think will have to be
2: there all the time yeah. And then we had um Iridesa and Fawn.
4: The Sequin Fairy.
2: Yeah. And uh Liza. But they were really and I had read somewhere, someone had posted that they have to train for weeks. They trained for weeks to be their little the fairies that they were. So. Yeah.
5: To learn all the mannerisms. I'm sure the auditions you know, that, that they have to go through oh, are yeah.
2: pretty strict.
4: There's always been an argument of nature versus nurture. I would imagine they're
2: all less than, less than five feet tall. They are. If you look at the pictures Kathy took, Stella looks like a giant child. Is, is
0: it genetic or is it by choice?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Do you
4: choose to be
2: a freak? <laughs> well, What's all going play. on
0: with that tree? Oh yeah. <laughs> are you looking at the photos right i'm looking now? at the photos on the uh
2: look how huge stella looks i mean she's like a giant
0: yeah these girls are tiny
2: aren't they tiny
0: they're not much bigger than stella they're i told tiny. you they weren't,
2: I told you they weren't. they're definitely less team. than five feet tall <laughs> yeah, <really? laughs> but i didn't i didn't feel that when we were in there not till i looked back at the pictures and i thought oh my gosh were they that little And I we really mm. did shrink mm-hmm. <laughs> but um it was fun we had a good time.
0: Yeah, you can see um you can see the write up and all the pictures on the uh podcast blog disunplugged.com.
2: But the whole thing was um good. We had a good time. We got to take our time with the ferries. They didn't rush us out. We thought we'd be rushed. And now we knew why we had to wait so long in the hallway because everyone else was taking their time in there. And when you get done, you walk out the door and right into the gift shop where So how long but
0: how long a wait, you know, would you say? This attraction is going to have. I mean, are people going to be waiting for two hours to get in to see the fairies? Or
2: I'm not sure. I, I mean, I think it went faster than we thought once we got in there because there was a a photo pass with each ferry, a, a person, and they switched. They were real smooth about. You know, they gave you a little photo pass when you went in, and they were passed them to each other behind their backs because you. Because your photo pass had to follow you to the ferry you were at. And I, I knew we were going to get out of there and hand up with someone else's pictures. Because, mm-hmm. But they did a really good job. And
3: Kathy explained that when you guys came out, she went back and looked at the line again and mm-hmm. said it wasn't very long at all. No. Um, what I think is nice about this is it sounds like it's more of an attraction rather than a meet and greet. Rather than just push them in, take a picture, push them out. Right. It sounds like they really thought about making this inter- an interactive attraction, which I think is a very cool step for Disney. That
0: is. That is, it's a very, it's a very creative idea.
2: Yeah, the whole game thing threw me off. I didn't know we were going to play games.
0: Now, Ste- what cool. was Stella's response to this whole thing? She
2: was silent when we went in, but you could tell. She was just bursting inside, you know, beaming. And when Tinkerbell took her hand, I thought she was going to pass out. She was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) She's got my hand. She kept looking at me. And we went in. But she stepped right up. And she spent the most time with Fawn because that was the fairy of the animals. And she had a shirt on that had a cat on it. And they discussed forever about animals, her and Fawn. Really? She stood there. And she got down on on her level, you know, two inches lower than she was. And um, they discussed whatever Stella wanted to talk about.
0: Wow It was
2: real It was real tailored to the person You could tell it Sounds like a really good addition It
0: yeah, does Sounds like so. an awesome addition We'll be
2: going back Because she wants to see All the other little You know Other fairies that might show up And we stepped out And bought our fairy merchandise And went
0: <laughs> Oh of course You have oh, to have yeah. the, you got to have the merchandise
2: they what, were they sell- what were they selling? Oh everything From your own fairy costumes Which surprised me They had the other fairy costumes oh. too, Which I hadn't seen And um, What were
0: they charging for those Did you notice?
2: Fifty bucks
5: at least, I'm sure.
2: No, they weren't. Really? I want to say twenty twenty-five. Really? We yeah, because we were looking at them. I mean, I, I was steering away from the big things. I said you can, I gave her a dollar amount because I knew she was going to want something. And um, we came out with a lovely fairy placemat for her place at the table. Aww. And And um, the little people, you know, the little. Like just figurines. Yeah, like a little Polly Pocket. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah so, so it was a big hit.
2: It was It was a big hit with us. You liked it, yeah. Calvin, Calvin loved it. Wow. Well, yeah, oh, Calvin, it.
0: Went. Calvin, Calvin
5: went. Calvin went. Yeah, I loved Polly Pocket. She came out when I was a little girl. Yeah.
2: <laughs> They're all over. If you want to play with them? Come on over. <laughs> They're all over. Our house. <laughs> but no, uh, Calvin went, and uh, we had a good day. We spent the whole day at Disney.
0: Nice. I tell you, she's getting. She's she's in the park a lot these days which is great the weather's that's cooled
2: good. off it's why would you go i mean
0: yeah golly
2: this is great this, weather. this is one
0: of the benefits of yeah. a working for us and b living here you get that annual pass and yeah you know we love you being in the parks as much as possible especially when you bring the kids no, do. and you know, when you
4: first start doing it you think to yourself i'm standing here in line i'm working yeah. right. <laughs> my job
0: yeah yeah isn't that the cool isn't that cool
2: it is it's real cool
0: well great well thank you very much for that teresa that's You're a welcome. great report on uh, Pixie Pixie Hollow. Hollow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I've got a mental block (laughs) over the name of this place.
5: He needs a word association. Pixie sticks or Hollow. Pixie Hollow.
0: There you go. (laughs) Okay.
4: We'll stop giggling eventually.
0: (laughs) Great. Well, thank you very much, Teresa. All right. Next we have Kevin Close's review of Jico at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, this was a review Kevin did with uh, two of our listeners who won a win a dining review with Kevin contest. And uh, do you want to start out with uh, that portion of the review, or you want to wait until after you do?
4: I'm going to do a little bit of a pre bit. Okay. Uh, first of all, Caroline Floyd wrote the winning review and she brought her husband, Scott. Caroline and Scott are both uh, employees of the Weather Channel, which was really interesting. They oh, really? Meteorologists.
3: So it was, wow. they were very interesting to talk to.
4: And very was,
0: smart people, apparently.
3: They were also very, very funny. She's. I said to her, Would we have ever seen you on camera? She goes, Yeah, occasionally we were on camera, but then they switched to HD. And they decided we weren't HD material. <laughs>
4: <laughs> she said, every once in a while, we would decide who was going to have something important to do to walk behind the scenes. So she said, we would take turns with a piece of paper, and we would walk back and forth. <laughs> 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 but it had to look like you were doing something important. And then we would call all our friends and say, watch, I'm going to be on TV. So they were great fun to hang out with. They had never been to GECO before. So uh, we went in, and... We had a couple of minute wait. First of all, Jico couldn't find our reservation, which always thrills me, and I always take my reservation number with me. That night, I figured I had made the reservation early enough. I didn't have my reservation number with me, and I thought, great, we've got some guests here that we're going to have dinner with, and they're going to tell me we can't get in, and I don't know what I'm going to do, but Jico was terrific. They were found us a table with no problem whatsoever. So, uh if you want to play that, go ahead and then we'll talk about the actual review afterwards.
0: Okay. Well, here is Kevin's uh, conversation with Caroline and Scott Floyd from Atlanta, Georgia. I am here with Carolyn and Scott Floyd. Caroline, I apologize. I
4: John asked me all night if it was Carol and Floyd.
6: No. i <laughs> that before, though. Yeah. One time when they made the, the special menus for that dining with the Imagineer we ended up being Carolyn yeah it was even Carolyn and Floyd it's like this you know
4: well Floyd we just had dinner at Chico and we are sitting outside on a really nice Orlando night out on a balcony out behind the Animal Kingdom Lodge so tell me what you thought of Chico Caroline
6: it was really good I liked the atmosphere a lot and definitely a lot of flavor to a lot of the foods that we had I approved
4: she liked it. What did you think, Scott?
1: Oh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, like she said, the food was good, and the atmosphere was certainly interesting, and the, the things that the waiter and that you two pointed out were interesting with the birds and the way the back wall changes color for the time of day. and it's
4: pretty neat. Cool. Uh, we started out, we had uh, two Taste of Africa appetizers. That's a bunch of different breads and dipping sauces. What did you think?
6: I thought they were really good. I liked the, the different flavors and how they were all really distinct. Um, they didn't blend together at all. They went really well with the bread. Those were really good.
4: We also uh, had the artisan cheese platter. I've had this in several other restaurants. I'd be interested to think what you thought of it.
1: Uh, well, being lactose intolerant, I kind of avoided most of it. Uh, I did try one of the cheeses. I have no idea which one it was. Um, it
4: was Good cheese, I mean... Um, Is that the one that tasted like the musty basement?
1: No, I, I avoided that one. Uh, uh, it was the one next to that one, whichever that was. It was a harder cheese, uh, but that was pretty good. Um, I also sampled the little dish of the preserves, the jam spread, which was pretty good. I mean, it was jam, but it was some sort of dark berry jam, but it was pretty good. And the, the little transparent... Pieces of toast that we had, which I don't remember Canada. For.
4: <laughs> they were sliced so thin you could literally read the menu through them. Uh, after that, we ordered our entrees. We had soup. Oh, we all had soup too. What did you think of the soup?
2: The soup
6: was really good. It was a really interesting flavor. Um, I thought it would be kind of like when it was when they said it was a corn soup. I thought it was sort of corn chowdery, but it wasn't really like that. It was really smooth, creamy. Um, I mean, there was corn in it. (laughs) There was definite corn flavor, but it it had an really interesting taste.
4: Yeah, we like the soup. We had uh, entrees. John got the famous mac and cheese.
3: John, what did you think? I like this dish a lot. This is uh, one of those ones I look forward to when we come to GICO. I've noticed, though, that over the years, they seem to have made the portions a lot smaller. The portion of steak is smaller and the macaroni. It's kind of like you got, like, A quarter of a cup of macaroni and you think, you know, you can afford it. Fill my plate up. I kind of think you got a child-sized portion of macaroni and cheese
4: also. I had the short ribs with the mashed potatoes and I thought mine were very tasty. I don't see anything remotely African about it, but it was good. Carolyn, what did you have?
6: I had the stuffed piquillo peppers, which I'm probably saying wrong because that sounds Spanish and not African, but then... Maybe it's not African, I don't really know. Um, they were good. It was served with a five grain risotto, and most of the plate was risotto. Um, and that, I mean, when I think risotto, I'm thinking mostly rice, but it wasn't mostly rice, it was mostly different kinds of beans. Okay, it looked like gravel. It did. It looked a little bit like bottom of the fishbowl kind of gravel, which is not a commentary on the flavor of it because it actually tasted pretty good, but it was a lot of grain and sort of three little peppers, and I noticed that they weren't really stuffed. It was like they'd um, roasted and um, kind of filleted a pepper and then wrapped it around the stuffing um, rather than stuffed, so it was a little less pepper and more risotto than I thought there was going to be.
4: At one point, I thought Carolyn was, I said, is that fish you're eating? And her response was,
6: if I had to guess, I think it was cheese, (laughs) but I'm not really sure.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That was actually the response, and we all thought that was the funniest thing we had ever heard. Scott, what did you have?
1: Uh, Mine was the spice-crusted pork tenderloin, which now that I've looked back at the menu, uh, it wasn't spice-crusted. Uh, it was a pork tenderloin, um, three of the four pieces I had were very good, um, juicy meat that wasn't dry or anything, but the one was just really undercooked and it seemed like the odd man out, like they thought, oh no, that's supposed to have four pieces, not three, and so they grabbed another one real quick and tossed it on there, because the, the other three all looked like this, it came from the same piece of meat, but that one was a little out there.
4: Scott's being polite when he said it was undercooked. We told him it looked like a CSI episode.
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was pretty bad. Um, now, looking back again, I mean, it's it said with roasted mushrooms, and I had one. Um, the,
6: I think I had your other your maybe, other two mushrooms because those were the cold mushrooms that were in mine.
1: Uh, the, the potatoes <laughs> were good, and the, the sweet onion jus that came with it was really good. And I mean, it t- what I ate was really good. It was really tasted very good, and it was. Very well prepared, but there was just that one piece of meat that didn't seem to it's like sesame street what doesn't what piece doesn't belong yeah that was the yeah but other than that it was really good
4: um, yeah after that we ordered dessert uh, we tried the chocolate cheesecake, the pistachio creme brulee, and Scott ordered an, uh. Uh, a version of something on the menu it was
1: The one on the bottom.
6: Yeah, I think it's
4: a lot. I apologize for taking so long. We're doing this by the light of an iPhone. <laughs> it's very dark out here.
3: You got the all-spice-flavored cake. I'll say it again. You got the all-spice-flavored cake with seasoned seasonal berries. Now,
4: Scott asked them to prepare this a little bit special and not put the sauce on it. Tell us what you thought.
1: Um, the berries were very fresh and... Like, I really like the taste of them together, even There was blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, and blackberries, which I don't think any grow any of which grow in Africa. Um, the sauce itself was good for the tiny little bit I had because it's a cream sauce, and I didn't want a chance of having a reaction to it, as I said, lactose intolerant. So uh, the cake itself, um, I avoided a very bad pun during dinner that I think everybody missed, which was somebody asked me what the cake was like, and I said I don't know, it's buried, and um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but and it should have stayed <laughs> buried, I think. Uh, like I said, the fruit was very good, the the sauce that comes with is was really good, but the cake itself, just itself, seemed like the bread that we had with dinner. That they just crumbled up and put in there, and that was it. And there just wasn't much to it other than that. And I don't understand how the whole thing would come together, because the amount of sauce they gave me easily equaled the amount of cake and fruit that I had. So if they pour that whole thing in this little plastic martini cup that they gave, was I don't understand how that would
3: happen and still
4: be a dessert. I didn't think Scott's was very successful. It was kind of, it didn't look very good, and it didn't, it just didn't seem to go over very well. What did you think of the pistachio creme brulee?
6: That was really, really good. I think that was um, right up there with the taste of Africa as my favorite me- or dish of the evening. It was, um, it didn't have like an overwhelming, when I thought pistachio, I thought, You know, it would taste really a lot like pistachio, which it didn't. Um, It was definitely a creamier dish, and it had chocolate on the bottom um, as well, which was really, really tasty.
4: Terrific. We've always said, John and I have always said that Jico is one of our favorite restaurants here at Disney, and this is Caroline and Scott's first trip here. Would you come back?
6: Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd like to try some of the other stuff on the menu. Terrific. Well,
4: this is our restaurant review. Uh, Everybody seemed to enjoy their meal. We enjoyed Scott and Caroline's company very, very much. We've had a great evening. And that's it. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) They will edit that so that we don't sound geeky and dorky. (laughs) Well, they will try and make Great. Thanks for leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> it was really really dark out there. We were sitting out on one of those rounded balconies and we were trying to do this and, you know,
0: uh, that's why, that's where the echo was coming I'm wondering where the echo was right, coming from, yeah.
4: We were in sort of this rounded enclosure and coming up with the words stuffed piquillo peppers in the dark, we really were reading by the light of my iPhone and then people would sort of walk through this area and look at us like, "What the heck are you guys doing?" So we would try and we were trying to be sort of nondescript. Our, at least not noticeable. Uh, as far as Gico is concerned, I've always thought that Gico was one of the best restaurants on property. That I just during Rapid Fire told you, I think Narcisses is the best restaurant on property. Gico had a couple of missteps, I thought, this time. Still great. Our server, uh, we had the Taste of Africa. I. Love the taste of Africa appetizer. It's three different sauces and a couple of different kinds of bread. One of the breads is got roasted seeds in it. And I apologize for not having that information right off the top of my head. There's a couple of the, of the different kinds. This is my favorite. And our, our server was abrupt. Not impolite, not bad, just abrupt. And as we were finishing it, We had all talked about how this was the best bread with this appetizer. Now, this appetizer, the Taste of Africa appetizer, is $10. And we're talking three little cups with maybe two ounces of dip in each one and some bread, which they bake fresh in the restaurant. So I asked her if it would be possible to get some more of the bread, and I specifically pointed to the one I wanted. So she came back with more bread, and I said, well, but could we get some more of this one? And she said, no. You can have the other kinds of bread, but you can't have that one unless you order an entire another appetizer. Now, this has been... This is probably, I'm guessing, my 14th or 15th time at Gico, and that's never, ever been said. Hmm. I think... uh, I didn't want to make a a fuss about it in front of our guests. I have a feeling we just had a server with a Yeah, I can't imagine them pointing to that particular part of an appetizer and saying, you can have anything else you want, but not that. It just didn't seem logical. Uh, John's entree was unbelievably smaller. I'm, he was not joking when he said he got a quarter of a cup of cooked macaroni and cheese. Now, John's appetizer or John's entree, excuse me, the Oak Grilled Filet is thirty nine ninety nine. dollars
0: It's yeah. a $40 entree. It's one of my favorite uh, dishes there.
4: Well, you get four teaspoons of macaroni
0: That used to be a nice big bed It used to be
4: And I'm going to guess a four ounce filet
0: You're kidding
4: It was tiny It was was a small portion Uh, My short ribs of beef While I said earlier I don't think there's anything remotely African about the taste to them They were very good Scott's entree, the, the, the pork, looked very good. The one piece did look like an autopsy. It really did. And he, <laughs> he wasn't joking when he said there were three that looked really perfectly cooked, and then one that just looked like an afterthought. Like, like it was
0: just Walter's over there cracking up.
4: It's like, oh, crap, we have to send this out. Grab another piece, whether it's done or not. He just sort of pushed that one to the side. I was surprised that the server never said, oh, my gosh, do you want us stone?" throw that back on the grill for a second? I mean, it was really not done. And poor Caroline, she was very polite. Her meal just looked like the bottom of an aquarium. It was the stuffed paquillo peppers with five grain risotto and truffle bear blanc, and it was $27, and it was five different grains. Risotto is a misnomer. It was five different grains. It was a very vegetarian entree. And I don't know that she chose it for veg- to be vegetarian. She was excited about the risotto aspect of it. And it just looked like gravel. And she was doing her best to muscle through. And we kind of made jokes about her, you know, this would make her very regular. <laughs> it, it had to be good for her. So there were a couple of missteps throughout the meal. However, I don't want to take away from the fact that the rest of the food was very, very good. I had a problem with our dessert. It
0: sounds like there were a lot of problems with this meal, though.
3: Well, Uh, I think we're being a little bit over picky of it. It was a very good meal. It It was a
4: very good meal. And I'm telling you, I apologize. I didn't mean to step all over you. There were missteps. It wasn't enough to make this a bad review. Right. It was. And it's only after being there so many times and seeing what has been perfect that I don't know. Caroline uh, Caroline and Scott didn't seem to notice these. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell about dessert.
3: We had the. The chocolate cheesecake, or something like that, mm-hmm. and part of the presentation was they brought it on a plate that only can be described as they dried it with a dirty diaper. They had, oh they, my. had they had brushed the plate with chocolate, and it literally looked like there's poop on the plate.
5: <laughs> it was Mine most, didn't look like that
3: unappetizing
4: thing. I've somebody ever seen.
0: somebody <laughs> stopped short on the plate.
4: <laughs> it was this li- exactly. It, it was a little tiny tiny chocolate cheesecake, which was. Ch- delicious, but the plate had a skid mark.
3: (laughs) It was the most unappealing thing I'd ever seen in my life.
4: And this chocolate and this cake was sitting... Exactly. And your first reaction was, can I have a clean plate? (laughs) However, I think they had decided to paint the plate with chocolate.
3: I actually have a prop from there.
4: (laughs) It was... That was not a successful... Pleading, as far as I was concerned, that just is someone has to tell them that's not appealing at all.
0: <laughs> no, it, it looks, doesn't sound very appealing. <laughs> it, wasn't
3: appealing at
4: yeah. it was good. The, the, the bad one was uh, Scott's dessert. He was trying to work around the the different um, desserts are uh, some uh, passion fruit panna cotta with roasted pineapple spiced caramel on coconut curry sorbet. That's eight ninety nine. Pistachio creme brulee at eight ninety nine. House made Meyer Lemon Curd with pomegranate and blueberry compote, white chocolate biscotti and sour cream ice cream at eight ninety nine. The Tanzanian chocolate cheesecake with chocolate ganache amarula sauce and lavender ice cream at eight ninety nine. The all spice flavored cake with seasonal butters. Uh now Seasonal berries, excuse me.
0: This is <laughs> Seasonal Butters. Seasonal
4: ber- probably would have been better with butter. Butter, really. It was all spice flavored cake. Now one of the uh the, the breads that you get with the taste of Africa is they're all spice bread. So when they brought him out the allspice spice
3: favorite flavored cake, we're pretty sure that it's the same batter.
5: It doesn't even sound appetizing to me, spicy I, I cake. Don't,
3: I don't think any of these desserts actually, desserts actually sounded appetizing when he read it, did they? They.
4: No, all the sounded chocolate no.
5: cheesecake was really good. I had it, yeah. but it's because the, the lavender ice cream really caught my eye. And that
4: I got no lavender taste from it at all. Really? It was good.
5: I thought it tasted exactly like lavender.
4: Now, again, I I would go back to Gico. I'm not saying this is a bad review. I was just saying that there were some... Some fumbles in this this review. Uh, I, the entrees range in price from twenty six ninety nine to forty dollars. Soups and salads are seven ninety nine to eleven ninety nine. I think they're all seven dollars.
1: Their zeros look
4: like ninety nines. I know it's not big, but let me put my glasses on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they put little dots in their zeros. Okay, they
4: are. I'm sorry, they are zeros. They do have them that little curly Q in them, and I wasn't wearing my reading glasses. And appetizers run from seven dollars to fourteen dollars. We had the artisan cheese collection, which was five goat cheese, cow, and sheep cheese. They were all very good. One did sheep cheese.
0: Yep, that sounds scary. It's
4: actually very
3: good. It was very good. Sheep
4: cheese is good. One of them tasted like a musty basement. Oh. And We had the four soups. Three. Or three soups, I'm sorry. The, our, did Scott have a soup? I think he did. Yeah, we all four had soups.
3: Now, what's interesting about the soup is how they present it. Have you guys had the soup when you go there? They bring you out the bowl with stuff, and it almost looks like twigs and branches There's in the a bottom little of the bowl. There's a little pile of debris in the bottom of your bowl. And you get the soup, and you think, okay, I really got
4: screwed. <laughs> <laughs> and then they bring around a pitcher of soup and pour it into everybody's bowl and it, it's very very good and the taste of africa at ten dollars i could yeah. if you're ever there and you're not sure about Jico or the menus they have a bar where you can order appetizers and i recommend everybody to try the taste of africa the flavors are really intense they're really different there's three different tastes to it and i think it gives you an idea of what the restaurant's going to be like this is not an inexpensive night out yeah and as I said, because we are regulars, we noticed some missteps. I don't know that other people would notice them, and I, I think our server was
3: not in the best of moods. So they do take uh, tables in Wonderland, what used to be the Disney Dining Experience. So you can get money. Off do I mirror. have to get a new card? No, it's the
0: same card. Same card, know. okay.
3: However, it's going to say something stupid on it when you do get a new card,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
4: it's also on the Disney Dining Plan. Tables as well. in Wonderland, I hate what the, that. Stupid. <laughs> Gico also has one of the best bathroom bathrooms on Disney property. It's just a really nice bathroom.
0: That's it. That's an interesting addition to the review. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of The you, turlets who, are pretty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and for those of you who are wine drinkers, uh, they say they have the largest collection of African wines outside of Africa. Thanks they for do.
0: sharing. <laughs> I I appreciate that information right now, really.
5: They're all screw top though. Remember when we were there? Right.
0: That's freaked, the new it, thing. It
5: freaked Corey out.
0: <laughs> Actually, not only are uh, not only are, are, are upscale wines now moving more and more to a screw top as opposed to a cork, but uh, they're going to start. Uh, uh, they're going to stop using glass, and they're going to start using plastic bottles and boxes. When um, we
4: hit it, the wave. The wave has no. The Wave would not stock any wine that didn't come with a screw top. As yeah. a matter of fact... Our server
5: w- at Gico gave us a lesson on how the cork tree was endangered. Yep.
0: Yeah.
4: When <laughs> we were there, the, uh, we talked to the, the sommelier at the Wave, and he was explaining that there was one particular winery that they wanted to be involved very badly who had to reset their bottling process to make the screw top part of one of their wines. They, pr- they produce a bottle just for the Wave. With a screw top, it just looks weird when you get a bottle to a table and they just it
1: makes you think unscrew it.
5: Yeah,
4: do you yeah. want to smell the screw top? It has a <laughs> st- stigma to it having a screw top. Somewhere.
0: Yeah, well, it's normally associated with uh, cheap with, with cheap wine, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's going to take take wine wine connoisseurs a little while to get get over that.
4: We still think Chico is one of the best restaurants on Disney property, and one of the best experiences you can have in a restaurant.
0: What was the total bill?
4: I apologize. It was a
3: couple of weeks ago now. It was about 220
4: for four, four people, people, the four of us.
0: And that's without, was that with wine or? No, no, no
3: wine, but with appetizers and soup and dessert for pretty much everybody at the table. So it was a
0: four course meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 50, you know, $50 some odd dollars a person for a four course meal isn't that bad. Now except when they skidmark all over your plate.
4: That was just that that's an aesthetic thing. Yeah. The taste
0: was really good. And I'm So it didn't taste like skidmark. It didn't taste Did like, you sell like the skirt. picture
4: on your phone. You know what? I didn't I sent it all to my uh email and I don't have it on my phone. That's a fascinating little repartee you can.
0: Yes, we'll keep that in.
4: Yeah. Entertain everyone. <laughs> so I think it's it's still one of the best restaurants right. available, so.
0: Cool. Well thank you very much for that, Kevin. Thank you very much uh Caroline and Scott for uh your contributions to that. I hope you enjoyed it. Um now is anybody else do we have anybody else waiting to do a dining review with Kevin? Nope, the Parfits and the Floyds are the only two well, that I, won. I think it may be time to uh do another contest then. Can these- we
4: get through this Toy Story Mania thing before we start sending <laughs> Kevin?
0: Yeah, well we can we can you know come up with a contest and, okay. and you know start doing them early next year. Okay, cool. But I think it's time to uh uh, these are these have been great these uh, uh and
4: they're enjoyable we it's a it's a way for us to get to know we make
0: friends with these people yeah exactly cool well thanks very much kevin and uh before we close just want to remind everybody this is going to be well the email show is going to be my my last show for a few weeks i'll be heading out to minneapolis i will be sending some stuff back for inclusion in the show while i'm away and uh, i did post a thread on our podcast forum. Uh, calling all of our uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota uh, listeners to see if uh, you guys want to get together and do a meet while I'm out there, and we got a very nice response. So expect in the ne- next couple of weeks. Uh, just follow it on the podcast board. Uh, if you're out in Minneapolis and you want to get together, and we're thinking maybe uh, the Mall of America was suggested, doing something out there that'll be fun. we we'll, we'll we'll I'll figure something out once I get out there. And uh, so just, uh, you know, if you're you're interested in getting together, while I'm out in Minneapolis, head over to the podcast boards at disboards.com and find the thread and just add your name to that list of people who are interested in attending. So I'm trying to think if I've got anything else. I don't think I do. And with that, I will say goodbye for now and hope you all have a good week. And as always, remember, stay out of the damn lakes. There
3: you go.